Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not stray. In just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. The Gospel of the Lord. The psalm we just prayed, uh, the, the psalm response actually comes from uh, it comes from Psalm 96. It comes from some, Psalm 96, and the verse we just said again was, "The Lord our God comes with power." I was I was just arrested by that when I was praying with that. Um, there's something so intentionally, I think, subversive and ironic about that psalm. Is like the church is inviting us to contemplate this in the midst of Advent. The Lord our God comes with power. Right? We are in the midst of Advent, right? awaiting the arrival of the King, contemplating His first coming, awaiting His second coming. The Lord our God comes with power. What does power look like, though? What does it feel like? How, do, how does it make itself known? How do you know that a powerful person is in your midst? As I was just sitting with those questions, I was just you know, coming up with my own answers. Power looks like the ability to, to do something. It looks like the ability to influence, to affect, to command, to coerce, to, um, to control, to be, yeah, in that position of authority to summon, to destroy, right? A powerful bomb is one that has immense destructive power. A powerful idea is one that has immense capability of reaching and affecting and influencing and changing things, right? A powerful person has like a gravitas to him, to her, right? They come into the room and there's like a weightiness to their presence. They're often surrounded by people. People gravitate towards them, right? They have the ability to, to affect things. They make their presence known. Okay, the Lord our God comes with power, so says the psalmist, so says Isaiah. But what does it look like when he comes? Right? Utterly powerless, swaddled, limp, helpless, defenseless, totally poor, naked. He comes not as a booming voice, but as a whisper. He comes not commanding adoration, but he comes as utterly adorable. He comes not grabbing humanity by the throat, but he comes in such littleness to grab us by the heart. There's such an inversion going on here, right? In the Lord's power, he has inverted the logic of everything. This is the logic of the Trinity inverting everything. It's what we felt this past Sunday with that gospel reading, 
right? Luke starts the gospel with, in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Quirinius was governor of Syria, and Lysanias was governor of this place, and Herod was tetrarch of this place, invoking the people of power, right? In that time, the word of God came to John in the desert, the son of Zechariah. Right, this total inversion of things. This total inversion of things. Right, this is the logic of Christmas. This is the logic of Christianity. Like where we have a God who bankrupts heaven to buy back one sinner. We have a God who doesn't demand blood sacrifice but gives his blood. We have a God who unveils power in weakness. He unveils strength in littleness and tenderness. Like what Jesus, like in Jesus, God is launching this revolution of love. And that means that his power is going to look different. It doesn't play by the same mental rules that we play by. It doesn't evaluate our hearts in the same way we evaluate our hearts or our lives. We're so quick to condemn and just berate ourselves. And the reality is that that's just not the Lord. He looks at us with such tenderness, such illogical kindness. He says, I'm going to leave the 99 to come after you. This is the power of the gospel. It's the power of love. It's the power of littleness. It's the power of tenderness. It's the power of mercy. It's the power of kindness. There's such kindness in the heart of our God. And there's such power in kindness. You know, St. Paul who says, do you not know that it's the kindness of God that leads to transformation? The kindness of God. This is his power. And again, he comes to us in such powerlessness. The God of the universe will need to be carried from there to there and then from there to you. That's how humble he is. Let's open our hearts to that humble love that just gets so low to get into our hearts to transform us. Amen.